Well, Shabbat Shalom. It's been a busy week for us. Uh, we were in uh, with family re family reunion in uh, Southeast Florida, Fort Lauderdale area, Miami area, Fort Lauderdale, really, and uh, had a great time with family visiting from California as well there. And so uh, we're back and back came back to you know big NRB conference. Uh, we just touched base there with the Israel War Room at Opryland Hotel incredible Israel presence there. And then last night, a big uh, event for Israel with the uh, showing of the footage from the October 7th massacre. And that's all you can, that's the major word for it. Massacre is all it was. And we need to keep in our, in our keep it in our memory. We can't deviate from that because keeping it before the, before the public, because uh, all the pressure is mounting and going to continue to mount on Israel for a ceasefire and this kind of nonsense, which a ceasefire, to be blunt, means Israel loses the war, to put it in the words, to reiterate the words of one of the army officers, that IDF officers that explained that. So this is why we need to be informed and learn and continue to educate and help people understand why Israel has to win this war, why, why, why it's so important. And course we're on two fronts we're on this the war for Israel and we're on the war against the enemy the spiritual enemy of our people to keep them from knowing uh, their Messiah to kn knowing the coming back to the God of Israel and that's where our heart is well we're in the Rev revelation the book of Revelation the apocalypse and we're in chapter 1 verse 20 so you have a great Shabbat uh, Shalom this uh, Shabbat. We hope you'll be with us tomorrow for a great service, but we'll look at uh, some things next week and just give you in Revelation. We'll continue with our study there, but in chapter 1 verse 20, he mentions this. He says, uh, as for the mystery of the seven stars that you saw in my right hand, Yeshua is holding seven stars, remember, in John's vision, and the seven stars, he says, you saw in my right hand, and the seven golden menorot, the seven golden lampstands. The lampstands are menorahs, like there is one lampstand in the temple outside of the Holy of Holies, giving light. Holy of Holies didn't need any light because God was the light himself. But outside of the Holy of Holies, the Kiddush Kiddushim, the holy place, the menorah was the light, and it needed the lamps needed to be lit every evening till till the morning. We'll probably be speaking about that tomorrow and what that means for us. Well, he says, "You saw in my right hand seven golden menorahs, menorahs, and these menorahs, these lampstands, are the seven congregations, the, the messianic communities throughout Asia Minor, throughout what it would be today Turkey, modern Turkey." And the seven stars in the angel of, are the angels of the of Messiah's seven communities. John says, and the seven menorahs are the seven communities, the seven kehilot. The, remember ecclesia in Greek, outcalled of God, kehilot, uh, the communities. The, the we are the the Messiah's body. So they all represent the Messiah's body universally, but they are we're, we're active living specific communities we clearly believe uh, but who are these angels these messengers these angels these seven he says they they, they are the seven 
angels. The seven stars are the angels. Well, angel, remember, in both Hebrew and Greek mean messenger as well. Angel, mes, malach in Hebrew, and angelos in Greek. Easy to remember, right? Uh, malach in Hebrew, mal, like where we get malachim, messengers, or angels, and angelos, angelos. You have known someone by the name of angelos, angelo? Well, messenger. So the messenger, they could have been guardian angels. They could have been guardian angels that he's writing to. But why would he write angels' letters? Think about it. You don't write angels' letters. He didn't need to write angels' letters. Secondly, they could have been messengers or delegates carrying the letters to the communities. Now, that's very plausible. Very plausible. The, there were Someone had to communicate to the communities and bring those letters. Thirdly, they could have been shepherds. And J. Vernon McGee clearly said they were shepherds, and I like that interpretation. Uh, shepherds. Now, John the Immerser was called an angel, called a messenger. Yeshua said in Matthew 11:10, he was a prophet. He said, yes, he was a prophet, but he was more than a prophet. Behold, I, and he quoted Malachi, Malachi, the Italian prophet, joking. That's Mal Malachi, Malachi. Behold, I send my messenger, my malach, my messenger before your face who will prepare your way before you. So speaking of John the Immerser, John the Baptist, not Methodist or Presbyterian, but John the Immerser, John the Jewish prophet who was fulfilled Elijah's prophecy, he was not, he wasn't, I mean, John Malachi's prophecy, he wasn't Elijah, he was the prophet but he was a messenger. So clearly, it, is, uh, it seems that these were those in Yeshua's hand he's protecting. They were his shepherds of the congregations that are responsible for, uh, the, for, for overseeing the congregations. And it's beautiful because they're covering. They're covering for their congregations. Now, as we move into chapters two and three, which we're going to do next week, these are not true letters necessarily, but they are messages or special words and possibly oracles. They form a sequel to chapter one and they're part of a common letter sent to all the seven, all seven uh, communities, all the menorahs, all seven communities, all the, mess, all the churches or seven communities. Messiah comes to inspect the communities and he issues words of warning and notes of encouragement. So they're all similar. They all have similar uh, aspects to them uh, that we'll see. The, they, the, but they resemble prophetic uh, oracles of the Tanakh, of the Old Testament. And they're beautiful and they're powerful. And, they're, and though they're intent for the specific communities, they're, they're, they're applicable and relevant to every aspect of the body of Messiah and they're meant for all of us, the universal body of Messiah as part of the apocalypse or the book of Revelation. So they, they're, they're powerful in their challenges and they're powerful in their promises. And, and we're going to see, and we're going to look at next week. First, we're going to start, Lord willing, Monday with Ephesus, the most prominent and strategic city in, of these seven uh, and the most important messianic community probably in the New Covenant. And we'll see what, what Paul had to say, what Paul had to do with that congregation and, and uh, what John has to say what, what, what in this letter, what 
what you know the communication is it's very very important most strategic uh you know city perhaps there um uh, perhaps the greatest impact um you know uh ministry that paul had was really at ephesus so so and very powerful and and we're going to look at it and and this is where yeshua talks about the menorah being and maybe taken out of his place don't lose your first love be careful lest you lose your first love really leave your first love so we'll look at that at this at ephesus next week but this is the apocalypse we're looking at we'll continue our study you have a shabbat shalom be with us tomorrow physically we're going to it's going to be a great and powerful time together may the lord visit us may he bless your shabbat may you have a may he bless you your family your loved ones this shabbat shalom shabbat shalom